Whether we were happy to finally see measurable snowfall earlier this week, or we weren't, it's pretty much gone anyway. That's some weather-induced whiplash right there. I'm Jessica Marshall, and we are back with another episode of The Eagle, a Times Union podcast. It's back to business in New York State this week. Lawmakers gathered in Albany Tuesday for Governor Kathy Hochul's annual State of the State address. It's an honor to be back with you in this hallowed chamber, a place where since 1879, civic-minded New Yorkers have wrestled with everything from the Great Depression to world wars to the everyday issues that matter most to the millions of people who call New York our home. Joining me now to give us the highlights is Capitol Bureau correspondent Josh Solomon. The governor delivered her third State of the State address uh, this week, and she touched on a variety of different topics. Uh, Some of them included public safety, cracking down on hate crimes, mental health care, education, housing, infrastructure, all the kind of typical stuff that you see in a State of the State address. Uh, But there was one thing that kind of stole the show because of its glaring absence. Um, It seemed to get the most attention from people who were watching the speech and listening. So... That was the migrant crisis. What what happened yesterday? She didn't mention that at all? Yeah, the reporters were eager to hear kind of what the governor's remarks were. And she started out with that the state of the state is strong. And she went through, as you said, you know, a bunch of different topics that some of which she's previewed in the past week. But people were wondering, would she have a big idea in this election year, which is a difficult year to, to do? She's not up for election, but everyone else is, what what would you present? And on the migrant crisis, which she declared a state of emergency in New York eight months ago, she didn't touch it. In her 180-page briefing book, if you control F and look for the word, it doesn't pop up. There are a couple mentions of immigrant, which the word migrant is in immigrant, and that was in terms of helping immigrants with small business and starting up you know, fresh businesses. Other than that, didn't mention it. Then during her remarks, which went for over an hour, it was a very long speech that uh, looked like some lawmakers were kind of losing focus while they were sitting on the floor of the assembly chamber. Anyone falling asleep? Yeah, I mean, some people were like kind of nodding off. Some people were playing uh, bingo, a, a lobby lobbying group that pushes for taxing the rich, handed out bingo cards and they they were checking off boxes when she mentioned uh, Roosevelt and things like that. But anyway, they, they she didn't she she mentioned that she would talk about migrants in her budget, and her budget speech comes next week. That's really where when people say the devils and the details, the budget is the details, and that's really the negotiating to- document that lawmakers will then use and try to get their own initiatives in into the state budget, which includes some of the most controversial policies in New York, which is supposed to be passed by April 1. Will it be passed by then? Probably not. It hasn't been on time recently. She said she'll talk about the migrants in the budget. But the thing is, is that the governor has said over and over again, over the last eight months, the state's doing what it can. The state has already committed $2 billion over the course of a year. And we need help from our federal partners And we would like for uh, Republicans in Congress to act for immigration reform so that they can 
the issues can be resolved from the perspective of the governor. Mm-hmm. And even at times she's called out President Biden. Obviously, she's not calling out President Biden right now, you know, some months before the presidential election. So she's in a bit of a tough spot here where she sees that the resolution to the migrant crisis is a bailout from the federal government and action from Congress, neither of which she's getting. Mm-hmm. But the state of the state doesn't necessarily equal things that happen. There's sometimes just a wish list of big ideas to get people excited. And the governor did not present a big idea of, you know what, I understand we're constrained by the budget. We're constrained. We have a bit of a, a budget shortfall this year. Tax receipts aren't what we would like for them to be with a recession, et cetera. But here's some idea that I think we can do to try to resolve it. We're going to expand what we're already doing, and it's going to help people out. That did not come from the governor's speech. Why do you think that she left that out? So uh, the state Senate minority leader, Rob Orr, a Republican from Western New York, he was asked that question, and a, a reporter said, you think it's politics? And he said, absolutely. It's a really tough issue for the governor to talk about, especially in an election year. Mm-hmm. The The migrant issue with tens of thousands of individuals, I believe that the count is 150,000 over the last two years that have come to New York City. And and as you know, people who read and listen to the TU know, a lot of folks have come to the capital region as well and have been bussed up by New York City and Mayor Adams was in the house yesterday and did answer questions about all this and said, it's okay. I, I talked to the governor. I'm, I'm confident wanting to portray that things are okay. And he's not shy if he didn't agree or if he wasn't pleased with what was what was put right. right. But as I, you know, as some folks were helping me yesterday, the mayor's group of allies is shrinking by the day, especially with prosecutors looking into his campaign, nothing on him, but they've been looking into his campaign and in the Southern district. And there's questions about uh, what he did and, and, and what's lawful here. And so, but the governor has said, I support him. He hasn't been accused of any wrongdoing. So he's keeping that allyship with her. Now the governor, in terms of talking about the migrants, maybe it was the administration saying, I don't know Anything we say will get spun to say that we did something wrong. It could end up in a soundbite for a congressional election in a swing district in the Hudson Valley. But then you have Representative Mark Molinaro putting out a statement after the fact saying that, you know, it was unbelievable that the governor didn't talk about it. Representative Stefanik saying that this was just, you know, a despicable, terrible uh, state of the state from the governor. So... You know, if you're a Democrat, you could say you're going to lose one way or the other. Uh, if you don't got anything, don't put it forward. But yeah. they they didn't put anything forward. Well, as you said, there's a lot at stake this year with uh, some major elections coming up. So let's move from what she didn't talk about to what she did talk about. Uh, can you give me kind of a quick summary of some of the things that she did bring up in the state of the state? The thing that she tried to put as the top of her agenda was, as she called it, tackling the mental health crisis. And the governor said it's a personal issue to her and an issue that she wants to resolve. And she believes the state has underfunded mental health services for years. And so they're going to scale up 
funding on it. They've already been doing that last year. It was a billion dollar plan. It was a very splashy plan this year. Another plan to open up more beds, broaden rules to help people get to treatment, things of that nature. But there wasn't necessarily a big idea that people were like, that's the one. Uh, in the in the lead up, the biggest issue that the governor talked about in the week beforehand that caught a lot of headlines was that she was proposing the state to be the first in the nation, as they always like to say, the first in the nation to provide prenatal care, maternity leave. And I think they're proposing something like 40 hours so that you can go to, to appointments. And they're saying this is really important. Infant mortality is up in the state. Uh, we're concerned about it. TU's reported on on these issues as well, and so we're going we're going to commit to that. And that was really well received. Other issues, as you mentioned at the top, she's focused on hate crimes and, and violence. She avoided talking about bail reform. She avoided talking about the changes to the state's bail laws in 2019, which has been an issue that she's been very firm and believed a lot about to resolve. But it's been a losing issue for her in the polls of the ballot box. Mm-hmm. And it's been a really tough issue for Democrats to defend when they go back to their districts. Election year, she's avoiding it. And, and it's important to like keep in mind the fact that this big swing in Congress happened in 2022 when she was at the top of the ballot going against Zeldin, a uh, congressman from Long Island at the time. She was talking about bail. Uh, Zeldin was hammering her on crime. And Republicans won a bunch of seats in New York and you could say, you know, they were all their own scenarios, all local elections, but Republicans did really well. And leaders in Washington turned to New York and said, what happened here? We lost Congress. We lost control of the House because New York flipped. And now the governor, who was at the top of the ticket then, is saying, Washington, I need your help. Republicans, please help us. And you could say it goes back to 2022 and... You didn't get it done then. So maybe they're a little more cautious now. Of course, didn't we lose one New York Republican? One was just ousted from Congress. Yeah, and there's a special election coming up. And uh, one of Hochul's opponents in the primary, Tom Swazi, who was the congressman who left that seat to run against her and was very unsuccessful, is now the Democratic nominee for that seat. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. That's a whole other podcast. We could spend time talking about that. All right. So again, just to recap, she had did not mention a few things uh, that were kind of the focus of all of the reaction to it. What she did mention, you know, was well received. So now we just have to kind of wait to see what comes out in the budget, right? That's kind of the next thing that everybody needs to watch for. That is a big piece of it. And one other thing I just want to earmark is last year we were talking about housing, housing, housing. And the governor said, I have this big plan. She called it, we're going to build 800,000 units of housing. It was really to double the expected supply of housing of what we plan to build with the assumption of certain things that would be re-upped. Her housing plan failed. She quoted Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott, uh, you know, shots you take. If you don't take the shot, you won't, you won't make it. And she's brought that line back up since she was talking to a trade housing group recently and was saying, you know, I tried, but we're, we're figuring out what we're doing. And the housing plan she presented was much more scaled back this year. It was, it was not this splashy plan. It was something that she maybe views as attainable. 
But lawmakers, particularly Democrats from the city, but even Democrats who represent cities upstate, like in Albany, mm-hmm. like in the Hudson Valley, they're concerned about tenant protections. And the governor is the governor took a swipe at tenant protections in her speech. She said, this is not going to resolve things. We already have tenant protections. We need to just build. And that's what she said yesterday, last year, but it wasn't, she didn't take that same type of punch. And this year, it you could see her taking the jab. And I was looking at some of the progressive lawmakers on the floor and they, they were not thrilled. That's a part of the fight here. And typically with any negotiation, especially, you know, for the governor, she starts the negotiations. She's, you know, the car dealer. And she says the price is this much. The lawmakers are the person coming in to buy the car and say, well, I want to spend this much. And they negotiate over that time of how much do I want? Mm-hmm. And the governor didn't necessarily present a lot of big ideas that she wants that the legislature doesn't want. Okay. And so it's going to be curious to see what does the governor have as a negotiating tool? And we'll see maybe in the budget that will come out next week if there's some some piece that she's able to hold over and say, I need this if you want that. Well, never a shortage of drama during the legislative season. I don't have to tell you that. Um, all right. Well, we will watch out for the budget and you know all the things that develop over this legislative session. And uh, we'll probably check back in with you at least another two or three times. Sounds good. You can follow news from the Capitol Bureau in the New York State section of timesunion.com. You can also go to timesunion.com slash newsletters slash capital with an O and subscribe to a weekly email newsletter that will deliver Statehouse news direct to your inbox. Okay, that's it for this week. We will be back next week with more from inside the newsroom. The Eagle is a production of the Times Union. It's produced and edited by myself, Jessica Marshall, with help from the Times Union digital team and the newsroom. Special thanks this week to Josh Solomon for his contributions to this episode.